Welcome to episode 29 of the Grassroots Guy podcast. Today I'm joined by another professional footballer, another Yeovil Town FC player, Lawson Diaf. Welcome to the show, Lawson. How are you? Uh, thank you. Yeah, no, good. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Yeah. Are, you, uh, are you excited? Are you wondering what you've got yourself in for? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah good no, man. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, hundred percent. I promise there won't be any uh, any awkward questions or whatnot. We'll we'll keep it strictly <laughs> strictly football and career related. Um, first question I ask everybody, mate. Your first memories of sport growing up. What were they? Um, just playing football with my old man. I think. Um, really. And then and then seeing it on the telly. Like I remember a glimpse. As much as I don't really remember it. Like you know, like the Paul Gascoigne with England. I think yeah. it was like Euro. It was like when I was like four years old, but I didn't, I don't really remember it, but I remember sort of like glimpse of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That type of thing. And then um, Chelsea played in the Coca-Cola Cup, Cup, I think it was. That was my first sort of memory, I reckon, in the cup final on the telly watching that. Are you a yeah. Chelsea fan then? No. I, oh. I, yeah. Well, I, what, I turned a Chelsea fan <laughs> and then two of my best mates were Leeds fans. Yeah. And one, one of my best mates, his dad was a Leeds fan as well. And they took me up to see Leeds versus Tottenham. And they won 4-3. And it was my first ever live game. Um, so from then on, I've always been a Leeds fan now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So in regards to um, watching football growing up, and you say obviously playing football with your dad was your first memories. We'll come on to that in a second. But what was the, yeah. or who was the player that was outstanding for you in regards to who you would like to watch when you were growing up? Uh, so, so I had two really. So, like, it, at first it was Beckham. Yeah. Um, but then, as I got little, little bit older, it it then becomes Steven Gerrard. Oh yeah. Um, and he was always yeah. So Gerrard, I'd say Gerrard had the biggest influence. Beckham had the earlier one, but then Gerrard took over. Um, he's sort of the one that I mold my game around. I'd probably say. Yeah. So, what was it that you um li- liked about Gerrard's game? Obviously, Just- like just everything like he he done every like he's a he for me he's he's the best english midfielder like we've had like they you always have the you know the typical argument of gerard skulls lampard yeah um but for me Ger- gerard gerard done everything like he 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 bossed the game he, he defended he had tackled he he set people up he scored goals like he just done everything like and for me that's that's what a midfielder should be doing like most of the time obviously you have it's different nowadays as well. Like we have systems and people play in midfield, but they're not really like midfield. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's changed a bit. But Gerard had everything for me. And um, he, yeah, so he's someone I've sort of based my game around. Yeah, nice. And then you mentioned uh, playing football with your dad. Um, was he a big influence on you, like uh, in regards to when you were growing up playing and all that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, Matt's really like my dad, my dad, my mum and dad are quite young. So, um, I was fortunate maybe for that. So like some my dad was obviously I I love playing football anyway. Like it was just something that I don't know, I just picked up young age. Like I just loved it. Um, yeah. so I didn't need much push like pushing much. But then my dad, my dad and my mum gave me like the best support sort of thing to to get to where I am really today. Like they, my dad drove me, used to drive me miles and miles for football. Like it's probably spent fortunes on me. Um <laughs> So yeah, I'm quite lucky, and I'm very just. I'm not quite. I'm very lucky to have had parents that were willing to sacrifice their lives for me. Yeah, nice. And then um, 
in regards to being picked up by Reading, how soon mm. was it that you got picked up? How young were you when you when you got, went into their academy? At Reading, I was 12, I think it was. Yeah, 12, 12, 13. But I had, um, so I got scouted for West Ham. Oh, wow. Um, in a district game. So we played it, yeah, playing a district game. Is uh got scouted by West Ham by uh, a bloke called Bobby who 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 did the um scouting around that area and and they did he actually looked after the scholars in their big house they have like a million pound house West Ham people go and live in um but yeah so I was about eleven I think at that time and and I went there on trial they really liked me but I was you have a certain distance you can travel at certain ages and West Ham was too far from my home so they put me in contact with Steve Shorey at Reading. Um, and that's how I got my trial at Reading. Is that a relation to Nicky Shorey? Uh, yeah, so Steve Shorey was uh, a scout at Reading. Yeah. And obviously Nicky Shorey, yeah, that's his dad. Oh, wow, fair play. Um, and then... Yeah, Shorey's so, his son, so... Like, as we spoke about, like, briefly before I kicked off the podcast, Reading has a great um, reputation in regards to its academy and bringing young players through. What do you remember... Um, about the academy setup, like was it an exciting time for you? What stood out for you at Reading is like the real big positives. Um, yeah, like I remember when I first went there, like Anton Rogers, which is Brennan Rogers' son, he was he had just left to go to Chelsea, and there was another lad as well, a left back, I think it was, that went to Chelsea as well at that that age. So I it sort of gave me a little way in, if that makes sense. It was all about timing, really. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, through Reading, um, yeah, no, just really good learning. Like, uh, coach called John Gargan was my first one. Um, he was unbelievable. He was more, he was actually, I think he was actually a PE teacher, but he was doing that as well. But he his attention to detail in training for games and stuff was just something that I'd never had before. And it was really good. Um, really helped me and then I had people like Martin Cool, who used to play football um, you probably older people will know him definitely um, and he was very old school like on it like do you know what I mean like proper yeah, yeah. elite mentality um, Jeff had a lad called Jeff an old guy called Jeff he was swearing and ranting and raving at, <laughs> at 14 like I'm hearing you know what I mean we we're playing like fourth he's getting our centre after big centre after shoot from the halfway line like it's not typical academy football but it's something you learn like that you take with you older like because it, it you read in like academies nowadays they all play a certain type of way of always passing blah 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 but you, you don't realise when you come to men's football it's not just the Premier League is because the Premier League is just that good but when you drop down a few levels like it's not all just tippy tappy but you've got to be able to do the other side of the game as well. So it was good for that, like learning. Um, and then Naz, Naz for sure. He, we had, I had him at 16 and he, he got us really playing. Um, and then we go on to youth team. I had Eamon Dolan and David Dodds. Uh, and then them two were really good for me at that, that, that age. They, they were unbelievable, the work that Eamon did um, in just his mentality of getting into people like getting into you like you play mind games with you and and stuff like that but it's just building a resilience like and and you probably wouldn't get away with it now nowadays like mm. but but actually it was it was a bit brutal but good like because it because football's such a mentally tough game like 
you need to be a, like equipped for it um, to just take everything in your stride, really. And he, he sort of like built that up with us. Um, and then David Dodds was like the coach that just got us playing, the way of playing, and, and it was it was class. Um, really good, really good learning curve. Yeah, nice. Um, I had uh, Jamie Overton, um, Surrey cricketer, on uh, recently, mm. and he said something similar to you really like he was playing under 18s cricket at nine years old like the older guys would get into him like if he made a mistake and stuff and he said the same thing like he, you probably mm. wouldn't be able to get away with the way that they spoke to him as a young young lad um do you think that like that has had a real positive influence on you then like a bit of tough love telling you how it is like to get you where you are now yeah, definitely. I, I definitely think that. I think I think I was at the right sort of age coming through as well. Like it was, it was tough love, but it wasn't like it wasn't bullying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like because I, I I think they had it quite tough. I'm only saying how I think, but older people, older generation had it had quite it tough with yeah. like even worse. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I think I had the right balance of it. Um, of of like you know we'd have to do jobs. Like we'd be in at nine o'clock in the morning wouldn't go home till I wouldn't get home till six seven in the evening like yeah we're training gym doing jobs around the training ground, like cleaning the training ground cleaning first team boots doing all them horrible jobs in the winters it's like that's a long day like um but it was all good grounding um and I think it's gone gone missing a bit now I think we've become a bit too soft to be honest um, yeah sure with younger players and that but, so, uh, but we're also still producing so it's all good well yeah 100 <laughs> percent um I mean, when you look at the players that have come through, especially in England over the last 10 years, it's just, it's amazing. Mm. But I was just yeah. into uh, the podcast with Carlton Cole. Um, I can't forget, Marlon Harewood's on it as well. And John Terry was a guest and he was basically saying that like J John Terry as a youngster would clean Dennis Wise's boots and at Christmas he'd get 25 quid for doing it. And that was about it basically. But it's yeah, something yeah. that now at these top academies, they don't have to do that anymore. The boots are cleaned, like, already. I'm sure maybe there's some clubs that still have that tradition um, yeah. involved in it. But, I, again, I'm sure that was a good experience for you, cleaning the senior pros' boots and whatever. Yeah, because you want, you want to, you like, impress as well. Like, I know it's cleaning the boots, but you, it's your chance to be, sort of, interact with the first team a little bit. And you want to show yourself as a good good person like first and foremost and then obviously your footballing does talk for later on but um but yeah no it's, it's good grounding and also yeah you get looked after at christmas which is the whole reason why we've done it wanted yeah. to do it because because they'd, they'd probably give us like the equivalent to probably two weeks wages of of being a youth team like you're not on a lot of money in a youth team like it's i don't know i was on like 95 pound a day i think uh, a week sorry not a day <laughs> a yeah. week 95 pound a week so it's not a lot of money is it so to then at Christmas get that little bonus for cleaning someone's boot. It was good. Like I enjoyed doing it. Yeah, nice. And then, do you remember the pros uh, at the time that you had the uh, responsibility for? Uh, yeah. So I had Scott Davis. Nice. Um, and I did Ryan Bertrand was on loan from Chelsea. How about that? Um, I, had him. I had his as well. Yeah, it was unreal. Um, trying to think who else. I'd, if. Uh... Pretty sure I did another team like one year, did someone else's boots, but I can't really remember. Yeah, <laughs> so I remember them too. <laughs> no, they looked cool. after me the most, I guess. So I think that's probably what it was. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you always remember the good experiences. So eventually yeah. you went you went through the ranks um within the academy. You were known as 
a bit of a goal scorer in youth football. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah. No, I um, I used to play number ten for the youth team, and I just I went on. I just I really worked hard. To be fair, I I, I just worked hard on my finishing all the time, um, and then it just paid off. Like I just felt, especially when I got to my second year scholar, just because obviously you become then the older one of the age group of the two years that you do. And uh, I just felt like, yeah, I just felt more assured in myself, put the work in um, and just was, yeah, I nearly scored. I think I was, I was basically scoring every game. Yeah, amazing. And then eventually you broke into the first team setup. You made your debut in 2012. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was it was it in the league or the League Cup? Uh, the FA Cup, it was. FA Cup. Yeah. And then I've been what... on the bench in the, in the league, but I'd never got on. And what was your first memories of, like, do, do you remember it? Was it a bit of a blur? Do you remember being excited? Was there nerves? Yeah, so, uh, what, when I come on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, to be honest with you, we were, we're playing Stevenage and it was no disrespect. Like I was, obviously, I'm with the first team at Championship at the time and, and you're sort of a bit naive to, to it and you think, Stevenage, yeah, I can, I can play in this, like, do you know what I mean? Even though we actually lost the game one 0 I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, but when I was, that's how I looked into it. When I come on, like I was just, I was just excited to play. Like I didn't get long. I only got five minutes, but it was, it was just like I was just wanting to get on the ball, like very. But then I remember being on the bench at Leeds United away, and I was warming up, and um, and Brian Bedoma kept looking over at me, and I was like, oh my god, is he thinking about putting me on it? And because it was a good game, like we were winning one 0 and he probably never even was thinking, but he just kept looking towards my direction. Um, so that I was nervous then because I'm a Leeds fan as well. So yeah, of course. Um, and I, it was a proper t- good game, like tight game, and I was yeah, I was shitting myself to be honest. Oh, sorry, I can't say. It. <laughs> no, it's alright. Yeah, no, no, we're, we're good. We're good. Yeah, I'll put uh, <laughs> I'll put that there's some language in it. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Brian McDermott, you mentioned him. Um, obviously, he was your gaffer at the time and he was the one that gave you your debut. Do you have good memories of, of him as, as a manager and as a coach? Yeah, like him and um, Nigel Gibbs was his assistant. Um, they, they were really good Like that year. Because that year, we, we was in the championship and I'd done really well, obviously. was training with them all the time and I, I was doing well in training and, and stuff. And um, That year, I in... After after my FA Cup debut, I went then went to Yeovil yeah. on loan um, in February to the end of the season, and and because I needed to go play games really, so it was that stage for me. Um, but they got promoted to the Premier League, Reading as well in the same year, so it's sort of that was the timing of that for me sort of went against me a bit. I think because yeah. obviously I'm not like that good you know what I mean where you, you have to put them in the team but I, I'd have fancied myself if we would stayed in the championship to, to try and work my way into that squad it, it might not I might not have been good enough I might not but at least have a chance you know um, but then when we got to Premier League it was sort of the 21s come into system and it, we sort of that was sort of I didn't really get a chance in the first team then like even in training like we had a big squad so we, it was the 21s really we got do you know what I mean? It yeah. sort of the the pathway was a bit blocked. Um, it's just that's just how football works. Like, yeah, it's about yeah. timing and stuff like that. So ruthless game. Um, yeah. but obviously going on loan to obviously there was a few clubs in the remainder of your spell at Reading that you went on loan towards. Obviously the first of which was Yeovil, where you are now in in the 
not the latest stages of your career, but the current moment of your career. What were your yeah. first what were your first memories of going out on loan and getting that experience? Uh I was buzzing to go. Then it was the first time I'd really been away from home, like properly, really. Um and Yeovil's there's not lows to do if you're a younger lad, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can say so that again, I, mate. <laughs> and and Gary Johnson made me learn like grow up so quickly um with the way he managed um so it was one of them it was I got on with it I did what I had to do but it was it was tough like being so far away home but at the same time it, it did I look back on it and it was it was a good definitely a good thing because it, it made me grow up a lot and, quicker uh, you scored your first senior goal for Yeovil so yeah do you remember it oh yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah. I remember Talk. that game very well talk us through it because I, I did the same with Werves as well when he scored so I want to know I want to know what happened what you did for celebration I remember my I remember my assist better that game because I played Dean Parrott through in the same game the the the, the so the, it was just a tap in it went but I think the ball come down the right hand side literally I was in the right place at the right time tapped in just ran off with did the old aeroplane celebration running nice, towards yeah, the, uh, Go the to. main stand the oval. yeah yeah because it, <laughs> it was at the away end and then in regards to um, the rest of your loan moves, you went to Cheltenham, mm. Exeter and Dagenham and Redbridge over the next three years. Was yeah. there a moment of your career in that period that you really enjoyed? Was there a time that wasn't so great? Like, talk, uh, talk to us about that. Yeah. No, um, so Cheltenham was, I, I scored probably arguably one of my best goals I've ever scored on my debut there. Nice. Funny enough, against Exeter. Um, and then the next game, the FA Cup, I picked up this, just this, like, it wasn't like an injury, but my knee just swelled up. Um, and I don't, don't know really what, remember what it was, but it just, it basically, I had to go back to Reading just to let it get treatment and stuff and thing. And then when I come back in, like, I wasn't in the team. Um, so I, I just, it was just a pointless slow move in the end. Like, I, yeah. you go on like play, don't you? So I was like, well, if I'm not going to play, what's, what's the point of me being here? Sure. Um, but I wish I'd kind of stayed, to be honest, because they got to the playoffs that year. They didn't get promoted, but it would have been good to just been around. And you never know, I might have worked my way into the squad, into the team. So I wish I'd have had a better attitude about my, my time there to stay in there. Do you know what I mean? But then I went to play for Exeter I would come back and then the same season I went to Exeter for like the last eight nine games yeah and that was unbelievable like really good experience like Tis- Tisdale was really good um the lads there were class and yeah yeah I just really enjoyed it but yeah no I, I didn't know I didn't I don't know why I didn't go back on loan now maybe they didn't want me on loan or whatever I, I can't really remember what yeah. why it never because I I never really got on with I just played football tried to make my way into the Reddin's first team and then I guess that's probably what it is the hard thing when you're when you're at that age because your pre-season you're training to try and break through into the into your into the team at Reading and um but then when it comes when you sort of don't quite do it and then it's time to go out and get first team experience most team probably got all the got their players like spent their budget you know what I mean so you're picking like you're trying to you're scrambling almost to try and get a loan move again because um, it's better going on loan and playing men's football than it is just sitting playing 23s, 21s football at Reading. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, 100%. Especially when you get to that age, 20, 20, 20 years old, that age. Um, so I think maybe it was just that case where Reading weren't willing to 
to let me go yeah at that time that point in the pre-season and then when you get to like nearer the start of season that's when they sort of let you go and um I just got to that point I think and then obviously Exeter probably filled the place that they thought they were gonna yeah, yeah I'm not sure do. like obviously when it was that they sh- like showed their or said, said that they was interested I just I, I imagine that um the way you play football with your academy upbringing at Reading would have suited at yeah their, definitely the no, way that definitely. they played football because everyone knows that Tisdale was a manager that liked to like to play football the the correct way, I suppose, is what. Yeah, yeah, say. no, Tiz Tiz does really, Tiz is really good, like, um, really a different different way of doing it as well. Um, yeah, he was he was just he was class for me really at that age, definitely. Yeah, amazing. And then uh, one more loan spell at Dagenham and Redbridge, where actually yeah. you made you, that must have been a season loan. So you made the most loan appearances out there. Um, yeah. I, I didn't, it wasn't season. I went there, I think, uh, I don't know, I can't remember. I think I went, because th- this this time this, the loan window was open right. a lot more. Oh, okay, yeah. So I think I just... went like just before Christmas sometime or like a month before Christmas. Um, so yeah, no, I went there, yeah. Uh, played, played quite a bit. I played in a hole in midfield role, which was something that I'd never, never done yeah. ever. Um, but I've done it all right to be fair played so I'd right. say that's when I've watched you over when you've played Lawson I would say that actually you are probably now a more deep line yeah, no, yeah no now yeah definitely now 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 I've got older yeah definitely I prefer I prefer being deeper and getting on the ball but but back then what it wasn't I was about energy like I was run around you know what I mean like wanted to be everywhere um, but the, yeah, definitely now, definitely it, it's probably helped me a little bit from, yeah. from there doing it younger, having that experience playing it, and then to now, like definitely, I'm, I'm I wouldn't say I'm a holding midfielder now still, but I can do a job there. Um, but definitely, I'm definitely a player that's a bit deeper anyway. Now. Yeah, sure. And then, do you think? Obviously, we we spoke a little bit about this at the moment. You're recovering from your ACL. Um, you mentioned mm-hmm. a few like another injury uh, when you was out on loan and it's something that's cropped up in your career. Um, do you think that's had an influence on your game? Like the injuries that you've picked up or? I, I wouldn't say my, I don't think it's had an influence on my game. Yeah. It's had an influence where, I'm, where I play yeah. football, um, what level. Yeah. Because um, I, 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 I was quite lucky, really. I said I had that injury at Cheltenham. Like I, I had a few ankle injuries when I was younger, but, I never like I went to Northampton and and played nearly every. I was available for every game. Like, yeah. for the whole two two and a half years I was there. Um, I, I probably missed like a month maybe of a slight little injury, but nothing like a month's nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like hundred percent. But when I got to Luton, then when I got to Luton and um played the first like the the I went there in uh, January, finally got into the team towards the end of the season. Then we lost in the playoffs and that and then then just from pre-season literally a day before the season started I'd, I'd done my ankle that was but that was it was like a high ankle it wasn't a typical ankle injury I'd done it in training got stuck in the ground um out of nothing and then that was two months out and then all of a sudden the injuries that I was picking up were two then I'd done my medial the same year that was three or four months out then I picked up little niggy ones at MK so didn't quite manage to get myself into the team there. Then Yeovil 
I done my gro- <laughs> I've ripped my groin off my pubic bone last the, the year before, and then this year, last year, I done my ACL. So it's like, well, it's it's just weird. Like, it's, what I'm just I don't know. It's bad luck, I guess. I yeah, sure. Can't explain. Like, it's uh, it's almost like it's been a like rolling effect for you, and hopefully, you're coming to the end of like that run of bad luck with with the recovery of this ACL injury, but. I, I hope spoke, so. when when I um when I had Carl Dickinson on the pod and he I I said like to him oh, who would be a good guest he said you um mm. and he said oh you're injured at the moment um hopefully like you're going to be bouncing back how have you dealt with it like mentally how are you dealing with it like in regards to staying positive because I know that I I got asked a question on my Instagram story about a, a lad that's suffering with injuries and stuff recently. How would I deal with it? But it'd be interesting to see what you would say in regards to like staying focused and keeping your mind in a in a decent place. Um, <laughs> it's hard. Like, uh, it's easy. So when I was in in contract, like it was easier because obviously while well, I'm injured and it's frustrating, but you can't. I, I've always had the outlook on life, like. I can't, I can't affect it. Like it's happened. Like all I can do now is is work hard to to get back to being fit and being ready for when I'm fit again. Um, and I've always, even though they, they, yeah, they've been like two, three month injuries, four month injuries. Um, so I've always, I've just, yeah. So I've always had that. Like I'm gonna be back. Do you know what I mean? At one point, the ACL one was is a big one, as you know. Like it's, you've done it, and it's a long time out. Um, and yeah, I, like I have moments where I, I stop and think about things, like yeah, blah blah blah. Like as you do, not as normal. Um, and then I have, I have moments where I'm like, let's go, come on, work, 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 like to get back. But I think a little bit probably has come. I'm out of contract. I was out of contract when I done it. Um, so that's like things. So then I've and I'm 28 years old, so I'm like, I've questioned. I have questioned, like just sacking it and getting a job and when it gets back fit maybe trying to play like part-time football I did think about it but then I think why would I why would I just throw everything away for the sake of an injury it's gonna like yeah it's nine months of my life where I'm out but and I'm not getting paid but I know that if I can get back fit I've got something to offer still to someone and I know that I'm good enough more than good enough especially at this level to do it so why would i just throw everything away i've worked for in my life to to to, to just yeah just throw it away like and not not try at least try like yeah. you've got to try you know um so it's tough but but at the same time i'm enjoying the challenge like every day i just take day by day now i just work on what i need to work on day by day and hopefully week by week i get better and better and better and then just keep going like that and then before i know it i know i'll be back yeah, sure. And then in regards to uh, your schedule and that at the moment, then what are you doing? Is it mainly like recovery work, um, strength um, work, or are you, are you, have you got the ball at your feet again? Uh, no, not, not yet. Uh, I'm, I'm like 10 weeks down the line for my surgery. Oh, you've had, okay, um, you've had the surgery now then? Yeah, yeah. I've had the surgery. I'm 10 weeks down, down the line. So I'm, I'm still trying to get it fully straight. Um, it's nearly there uh so just working on that like trying to get massages into it and then i've got a program to do where it's all strength based 
on my leg, um, like uh, like working your glutes, working quads, like contracting yeah. the quad again, like getting that fire in, stuff like that. That's all going to help the knee. Um, it's slow and it's it's painful, but <laughs> yeah. it's getting there. You you see improvement, so that's what helps you, doesn't it? Like when you start seeing it, it's that gives gives you the motivation. And then sure. hopefully running running in two weeks or three weeks time. Amazing. Yeah, so I remember I remember my first run actually after it, just like after the recovery and just being relieved really. Like I got back from the run, mm. I'd got like, I don't know, a mile, mile and a half, but it was enough, you know what I mean? To know that it was yeah. gonna get there. Have you had the um the machine that they use to like get your quad firings put on you at all? A complex. Yeah, have you it's interesting thing, isn't it? With the elect the electro like pulses. The electro, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, little... <laughs> yeah, interesting. So I, we have all that. That's the thing. This is way where you're lucky where um obviously where I play football, like I've got all that, like that. I have an ice machine here, look, it's here. Um, oh yeah, cool. Um, so I put that on my knee every, every hour and a half, hour, whatever. Um, and it, yeah, so I've got constant, like, you know, I'm looking after it and maintaining it. But that's just what comes with being a footballer, doesn't it? So I'd imagine it's really hard to do it because I know what I'm going through. Yeah. So to do it how you've done it and you still get around your day-to-day life and stuff and you can't, your job's not to, to be, get this right. Like your job's your job. Like it yeah. must, that must be, that must've been hard. Like. <laughs> yeah. I remember like, luckily uh, the job that I had at the time, the, the general manager was a football man. Mm. So he played local football all his life, like managed yeah. local football teams. So actually I was lucky in the sense of he wanted me to get better really and wanted me to get back yeah. playing but um yeah and and in relation to your you and Yeovil is it like um you're obviously not in contract but you're still still in touch with the manager there what's the situation Lawson uh so yeah so I'm I'm um they've given me a place to stay um I'm doing my rehab there uh so I'm doing my rehab there, and then yeah, he uh, he said that he wants to sign me when I get back fit. Um, so I've got something, you know, I got a, a goal, and what will be will be when that time comes. If if they have, if they can do it or whatever, like hopefully it can, and hopefully I can repay repay it back to the club and 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 do well for them and get promoted or whatever it is. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a great. Back yeah, great, great result yesterday against uh older shot um did you keep an eye on that or did like are you yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go i'll go to like so every home game they have i'll be there Might, watching amazing. that um and then the yeah the away games like i'm obviously looking out on twitter and stuff like what's, what's going on and, and that um because obviously like i want the lads to do well and i want to be able to come and hopefully contribute that yeah sure and then um one thing i would say as well is that we've spoken about football being a ruthless game and mm -hmm. I'm sure um, there would have been some managers and some clubs that would have probably said whatever will be, will be with you. You know what I mean? Probably let you go your own way after the injury. One thing that yeah, I think definitely. like you can pick up from the manager is that he's just a sound guy. Like, is, yeah. is that right? Yeah. 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 I, I, it all depends on it. Like, like I know, yeah, it's just it depends. Football's ruthless. Like it's there's no industry like it, and it's yeah, it's just one of them, isn't it? Like it's mentally, 
tough. You got to be mentally very mentally tough for it. Um, and it, it's and it, yeah, thankfully I've got a good manager um, and that and Gaffer um, yeah. who's given me the chance. Like, and he's given me that sort of that comfort of knowing that that when I get back fit, I've got a chance. You know, like to 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 get a contract or whatever. Um, and then I'll and then go from there. So it's it's good. It's good to know. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I think we've pretty much wrapped up your career before we go on to the um, 11 questions to finish the podcast, which is a tradition. Um, My next question for you and final question before we go on to that is what is next for Lawson Diaf and what can we expect? Get back fit and then I want to be injury free. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And just playing like just playing every day, every weekend, just, just back playing. But yeah, mainly I just want to, I just want to, have a good run here, you know, like have a good opportunity to just show what I can do. And and I'm not, I'm just, un, I've just been unlucky. I'm not injury prone. I've just been yeah. unlucky. <laughs> sure, sure, mate. Sure. And, and uh, like, I'll give you my best wishes in your recovery. Hope to see you back at Hewish Park, uh, boss in the midfield again soon. And I'm sure, Hopefully. yeah, I'm sure if you uh, follow your programming, that's basically all I ever got told by my physios, put the work in, and it'll be fine. So I'm sure we've, I'm sure um, you'll do that, mate. So yeah. what, what we'll do now, mate, is we'll go on to um, what's known as the 11 questions to finish. And it's 11 quick fire questions that I'll time us doing. Um, yeah. it's, it's nothing strenuous. It should be pretty straightforward um, in regards to answers. But um, I've got some times wrote down here. The time to beat at the moment is one minute and 13 seconds. All right, mate. So who got that then? Uh, so a lad locally called Jamie Green. Uh, he plays yeah. for West Western Sports. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, good luck with that one. <laughs> Definitely not with him. Definitely all right, mate. Not with him. Um, you ready to go? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready, yeah. All right, cool. In three, two, one. Lawson, what is your Tesco meal deal choice? Uh, ham, sam- ham salad sandwich. No, chicken salad sandwich. Yeah. Uh, Walker's crisps and yeah. just, I don't know, a bottle of water or something. Amazing. Best football memory? Uh, just watching Steven Gerrard play. Sporting hero? Steven Gerrard. Cool. Uh, Favourite pair of boots? Uh, Predators, Adidas. Yeah, nice. Uh, go-to music choice? R&B. Favourite post-match beverage when you're allowed one? Uh, red wine. Nice. Uh, best leader, captain you've ever played with? Lee Collins. Most famous opposition? Uh, Newcastle. Advice you would like to have given yourself at 18? Uh, don't worry about things. Best players you've played against? Uh, I played Jack Wilshire in a friendly. Amazing. Uh, and have you or do you have any pre-match habits? Uh, I put my left shin pad on first. Amazing. And left boot. And left sock. Sorry. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? You you actually weren't as far away as you thought. You were one minute and 15, which actually puts ah. you... Yeah, it puts you... Hold on a minute. Second place. Nice. I'll take that. That's all right. That's promotion, isn't it? Yeah, just is, about. Mate. Yeah, you well, not up. in the conference. No, not the conference. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Play- playoff, <laughs> playoffs will be good, good enough for yeah. you for Yeovil this year, would it? Uh, yeah. Well, just yeah, just yeah. Promotion, whatever way, would be nice. good. Nice one, mate. Be nice. Um, 
yeah no 100 percent. and uh yeah like i said i wish you all the best with your recovery i hope you've uh found your experience on the podcast to be reasonable yeah good hope i wasn't too boring no not <laughs> not at all mate it's been interesting actually to just get like obviously it's not the most ideal thing for you but it's been mm. brilliant for me and i'm sure the listeners will enjoy just hearing some insight in regards to like what happens within lower league football the, yeah. the oval fans which i obviously i know a lot a lot of my friends are oval fans will probably be um delighted to hear that you're remaining positive even though mm-hmm. it's a bit of, it's a shit injury but i can yeah. i can relate to you on that one yeah um, so where can people come and find you if they want to come and find you mate uh i've got my twitter or instagram um yeah it's lawson daff 92 perfect um I'm on there. so if, if anyone yeah if anyone wants to ask, ask questions or, or wants help with with an injury or anything or like just mental side of stuff then yeah, yeah just just drop me a message like i'm always here I'm always there and i'll just i'll i'll, I'll reply if I, when i see it that's great great to hear um that has been episode 29 of the grassroots guy podcast you can find me on instagram twitter and facebook at the grassroots guy and if you want to ask me any questions you can email me at the grassroots guy pod at gmail.com if you have Apple Podcasts and you are listening to it on that, it would be great if you could leave me a five-star review. It goes a long way to helping the podcast. I'll see you here again for an episode next Friday. Take care.